Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Okay. Science AF. Ready? Science A. Science as fuck. This is Science AF. I'm your host, Dave Chacho. And I'm your host, Jesse Klein, and we are Science as fuck. And I'm Science as fuck, and he's Science as fuck, and we're Science as fuck. Welcome. Fucking science. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We love to sweetly make love to science by candlelight at night. Speak for yourself. I like to fuck science. (laughs) You like to take it hard and fast? Yeah, exactly. Like, me and science just got in an argument. And it was like that big tension build up, and then we just fuck. That's how science and I work. Uh, we're joined by a guest today, yeah. Richie Aaron. Well, first of all, a, a electrical engineer and a computer scientist, but also a very funny uh, writer and performer yeah. in comedy. Welcome. Thanks. It's kind of weird to hear uh, the title, electrical engineer. Yeah. So you're an engineer, but you you how much engineering... Uh, practical work have did you do in your life before you were like fuck it let's do some comedy um <laughs> uh college a lot of college so a lot of uh designing circuits and and uh from the ground up i guess oh yeah cool. uh yeah but like digitally so it was a lot of like programming circuit like uh yeah i forget vhd uh v vdh vhdml it's been a long time that language Anyone that's familiar will, would should probably know that. Oh, they're screaming into their into their phones right now <laughs> yeah. and their computers. I'm already getting tweets. VDHM. I don't know. It's VDHL I, or something like that. Uh, that's what the, we could I hear. I have a them computer degree, but I don't lungs. know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that and like I think it was called uh, LabVIEW, and then everything was uh, all like the schematic design was done in Unix. And I was like, why don't yeah. you guys use Linux? It's open source. Anyone can use it. Well, that no. was when Linux was pretty was on the newer side, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was like still like it was like. Well, all I'm about speaking Linux. for myself, I guess. When I was in college, Linux was kind of fresh out of the box, and and you know, everybody was, all the labs had Unix. My high school was full Red Hat. Every, every really, every, yeah. Well, you must have had a, a good system, man. We had a really school. good. Uh, our like computer teacher was the guy who uh, brought it to Brazil. And you know how Brazil's all brought computers to Brazil. Well, no, he brought he brought <laughs> Linux to Brazil. Like all Brazil, really? all runs on Linux. Oh wow! Like no one no one uses Windows or anything like that. It's it's all Linux. You Everyone's, mean the government or the the populace? The populace all uses and Linux? the government. Like it's, really? Yeah, that's, that's surprising that's, because you you need to like do a little bit of legwork to get Linux on off the ground. Yeah, yeah. it's it's smart choice once you do it though. Yeah, so like we had we we were all Red Hat at my high school. Uh, which was great at the time, but then, like, when I was released into the real world, uh, where no one uses it, uh, I was like, I, I remember the first time I saw, like, an Apple, like, OS, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> Start button. Yeah, I don't understand. How do I go into command? I need to, I need to open my tray. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. feel like Red Hat to, to Mac OS is a good leap, though. Uh, it, it eventually like made sense, but I think Mac OS is based on the the real time kernel that Linux is or something. They yeah, started yeah. with Linux and they FreeBSD, I think, is the FreeBSD. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. It's the Berkeley one. Uh, yeah, that's Berkeley. And I didn't use Photoshop. I used GIMP. <laughs> yeah. Oh GIMP man. GIMP's great though. Yeah, GIMP's really good. I worked with a coder, and I was like, uh. 
this image is corrupted in Photoshop. And he's like, I don't use Photoshop. I use GIMP. And I was like, I opened GIMP and I opened it. It's corrupted in GIMP too. You <laughs> Just fix it. <laughs> so, speaking what of... A, what a pretentious GIMP. <laughs> so, speaking of GIMP uh, terrible intelligence, <laughs> human, of, of corrupt human intelligence, yeah. of almost every programmer. One, one more aside. The, the basic reason I left programming is because all programmers are pretty much intolerable. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And engineers. And probably including myself, but uh, I, I can just speak for the people I've worked with because I have to tolerate myself. Uh, I'm I'm so I'm on the other side. I'm on like the biological natural sciences side, mm-hmm. and I've those people met, seem kind of fun, aren't they? Yeah, uh, I've met a couple field like there are some field naturalists where they've gone months without talking to another human, oh. and they've just been like counting frog spawn population. Yeah, and they're real difficult to talk to. <laughs> like when it, really, it just attracts like a hermit uh, scientist. Yeah, class. I mean. I mean, I do have fantasies about just counting red-legged frogs, but like, <laughs> at the same time... Yeah, like, it seems like that would be very zen. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you'll talk to a field naturalist who's just been in the field for too long, and they'll, you'll, you'll be like in the middle of a story, and they'll just interrupt you with whatever the thing they want to talk about is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's not... not, too, they're, not that, they're not used to interacting with humans. Not terribly different than like actors. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Anytime you're like apt to in- interrupt you, your concerns by telling you how good they are and thinking <laughs> that's their answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, aside, okay. All asides aside, <laughs> we are here to talk about the AI apocalypse. The AI apocalypse. The AI apocalypse. The AI apocalypse. The computers are taking over, people. God, computers soon. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, we kind of touched on this last episode when uh, Chan was in here uh, and Anyako, and it might not be a the worst thing if computers take over and just uh, and we become obsolete and just slowly die off. Maybe they're the new the new species. Maybe yeah. yeah. That's supposed to take over, <sighs> but they're they're t- they're getting smarter really fast. Yeah, yeah. Especially like. Even in the last year, I mean, it's it's accelerating uh, exponentially, and it's getting kind of scary. Uh, one of the uh, one of the, the articles that I found this week was that there's a lot of DeepMind stuff. DeepMind is Google's mm-hmm. AI yeah. engine, and I remember a few years, like five or eight years ago, they bought up a bunch of small companies that were working in uh, AI and robotics. And merged them all yeah. into their deep mind division. So it's like this super uh, super group, you know, like Damn Yankees. It's yeah. like a super group <laughs> it's, of uh, AI it's apocalypse. The Golden State Warriors of, <laughs> right. of AI apocalypse. They just they just got the Kevin Durant of AI. That you just can't beat them now. <laughs> yeah, they're unbeatable, uh, and. Other sports references. Uh, can we? I mean, we went by Deep Mind is the most evil name <laughs> I could think of naming an AI it group. Is. Like I can't. Like I feel Deep like Mind. Philip K. Dick wrote a book about Deep Mind or something. Yeah. Like like it feels like such a like 
you couldn't have named it anything better. Like <laughs> it does it, sound super villain. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. it was the the like the eliminator, yeah, or, like, <laughs> like the, the deep mind is close, like the <laughs> human devastator, <laughs> like pure thought <laughs> from the company that has the motto don't be evil comes deep mind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most evil creation ever <laughs> you never thought we would do it because we've told you we weren't like, evil deep mind is a is a name that is meant for hailing like in 20 years we'll all have to say like all hail deep mind <laughs> <laughs> it's a good hailing mind it it's a good the, hailing name <laughs> Uh, I, I really enjoy hailing this deep mind. I mean, I didn't think I would, but... Provider of thoughts, deep mind. <laughs> Ever since that chip in my head, my thoughts have become so much clearer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it could so be. Nicer. My thoughts are so muddled right now, I can barely get one thing done. <laughs> uh, I feel like you do. If you if you put a deep mind chip in your head, you do get the Futurama scenario where your dreams start becoming advertisements. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, well, there, yeah, there's, there's a story about uh, that, too, about AI that can read your mind. Yeah, I was reading that article this morning. Um, let's talk about that first. There, yeah. Basically, this is crazy. Like, So now we have fMRIs that can scan your thoughts, um, including what you're looking at, because you're thinking about what you're looking at. Yeah. So your mind creates a picture of the the uh, information that your eye brings in mm -hmm. and our FRMI can take a brain map, read that information. And there's an AI now that can tell you what you're looking at just by looking at your brain. Yeah. Which means that the, the structure, like it, it was uh, one of them was a guy on a surfboard. Uh, the structure of your mind, when you're looking at a guy on the surfboard has a thing that means guy and has a thing that means surfboard yeah. and has a thing that means ocean and you can see it and you can read it. I mean, not not just that, but like a thing that says blue ocean and a yeah, thing yeah. that says like white sky and Every thing sand. that's in the yeah. image, everything we're looking at right now, boxes and microphones and stage is... Uh, a full audience. A full they're audience. Quiet, yeah. They're very polite. Quietly oh, laughing their asses off. Like, they're they're doing that thing where you laugh so hard you can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all suffocating. And so so yeah. they're all like gasping for air, which is why they're so quiet. Well, they've been doing that since before we started, I so know. I don't know if we should be concerned about them. Or... I've been pumping nitrous oxide <laughs> into this theater for the last twenty minutes. That's that smell. <laughs> <laughs> so everything you look at is actually represented by a group of neurons in your brain, yeah. and a sufficiently smart AI, which we have now can tell you what you're looking at, which means um, for dreams, yeah. when you dream, your brain actually makes a map of the things you think you're seeing. So yeah. if yeah. you're dreaming of your dad telling you you're worthless like I do every night, sure. you have a picture of your dad in your mind, and there's AI now that can tell you what you're dreaming, roughly. Not, it's not perfect. I, I, I was wondering about, like, yeah, if we can get to basically a psychic AI where... Because even now, like while we're talking, what you're thinking about, you're still transferring that information. So, like if I'm thinking about nuclear launch codes, even though I'm not looking at them, that information is still going on in my brain, and it's being mm. it's being told. Oh, I yeah. wonder if 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 we have an AI that can read 
you know, a visual stimulation is pretty basic, like, like as complicated as it is, but also like blue is a very specific thing that like that part of your brain says that or whatever. Yeah. And it can tell you, oh, it's, that's the blue part of the brain. Can we get to a place where an AI just can read your brain? You know, the quarter part of me, you know, thinks about, can you send that info to me in a compressed H.264 file, <laughs> and what frame rate is it going to be, and what resolution is it going to be? Sure. <laughs> there is, um, I'm not going to... Listen. Can I play it on Cody? Listen, if it's 360p, I'm not interested. Right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking robot is, is telling fucking me someone's thinking about it. What is this? I love Lucy? We, not, we don't use standard def Jesus, anymore. right? Put it in letterbox, it's robot. It's interlaced. <laughs> This is interlaced bullshit. What the, get out of here, you psychic piece of garbage. <laughs> Come back when I can at least get you a 1080. Exactly. <laughs> I know, I'm not looking at it right now, but there are videos that have been made um, of computer AI trying to reconstruct somebody's dreams. Mm -hmm. And they're not great right now. They're like mostly cloudy images that sometimes look like a face but they're oh. <laughs> that's, that's ter so, more terrifying <laughs> than if it nailed it yeah, so I jesus on so, bread is yeah. what we're getting right now yeah <laughs> jesus on bread <laughs> they're all just pictures of jesus <laughs> ghostly face hovering over yeah that's way more i like if it was just like nailed it that's a guy on a surfboard but instead it's <laughs> cloudy face guy <laughs> that's terrifying yeah uh, so that's what they think we're uh, we're thinking all the time. <laughs> Cloudy <laughs> face guy. Oh, these people are spooky. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richie, you were talking about how you went on a date and got in an argument about AI? It was a very, very civilized argument. But yes, <laughs> it was with a teacher. and um, You went on a date with a teacher. A date with a teacher. Ooh. Um, you were in third grade, you were saying? Uh, I was in third grade. <laughs> 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 we had a very civilized conversation about AI. <laughs> over Play-Doh. Yeah, <laughs> and crackers. She baited me with Oreos. I mean, <laughs> Oreos in third grade, who can resist that? You know, a civilized conversation about bad touch. So <laughs> <laughs> I first learned about NPR. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were on this date with your teacher? Yes, <laughs> with a teacher. Okay. <laughs> um, a teacher. Oh, so, so you were an adult on a date with a teacher? On yes. a date with a teacher. I met her on Tinder. Um, oh, a Tinder teacher. A Tinder teacher. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, she, she, she we spot, we talked about a lot of things. And one of the things was uh, AI. And I was like, AI is amazing. This is great. It's going to be the future in self-driving cars and and automated things. And and um, and I was just throwing. And she was like, you know, you know, computers are going to take over the world. And you know, she had this really dark look about it. And I was, and. Yeah, so of course we kind of clashed. I'm like, it's the best. She's like, no, it's the worst, and we're all gonna die. And I'm like, that's not the way to look at. Like, the people have been looking at technology like that for yeah. you know eons, and yeah. yet here we are. I said that about you know televisions and phones, and you know, like every invention, they're like, oh, this is going to the make us gin. It's yeah gonna ruin us. <laughs> the um, the yeah, zipper all that did was increase slavery. <laughs> yeah. uh, the printer press. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people have been doomsdaying technology since the I start mean, of technology. I do think that this country is going to need with the the advancements in AI and robotics, this country is going to need in like the, within the next 30 years is going to need to take a deep look at how our economy works and how like what money is. Because yeah. 
That's because if McDonald's yeah. is, McDonald's and Burger King are saying that by 2025 they want 40 percent of their con- company to be run by robots, like all of their servers to be robotic. Uh, Amazon, a lot of big warehouses don't have any humans working in the in the warehouses anymore. They just have those uh, platform robots that basically can, you know, uh, sort and deliver things by themselves. They don't yeah. need any humans there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I was talking about, and with, like... They have gigantic warehouses with just um, tracks. There's a thing on Netflix called Algorithms that I yeah. watched recently. And there's just miles and miles of track uh, with with boxes traveling around in different circuitous routes. And, they just and it's all sorted. computerized. And... And the thing is, like, those are all baseline jobs that go to the bedrock of the economy. Yeah. yeah. Like, those are, all, those are all jobs that are either for undereducated or uh, entry level or any, any sort or like, uh, su- they call them, like, survivor jobs or life mm-hmm. support jobs. Uh, and if there's going to be a huge, large pot- part of our population where it's not that they're unemployed it's that their jobs don't exist anymore yeah uh, and we've already and i'm a big proponent of what's known as um minimum income or uh oh, like sweden automatic income yeah like uh, i think several of the uh northern european countries are yeah. doing it and it's great because uh not everybody has to work like some people like in, in, the more that we have uh computers and AI doing jobs, the more that we don't really need 100% employment. What we need is everyone to have an income or else yeah. you have you know, crime and death and gross and disease and everything. Yeah. So any, uh, I think any future society to succeed is going to have to have a minimum income where you can choose not to work and you don't live in a life of luxury, but you can get by yeah. on this minimum income and all you have your job becomes not breaking the law not not killing Becoming somebody like, not robbing like if you, as long as you are a, a member of society that doesn't go out and shoot up schools yeah. you continue to receive an income and that's your job is to just be you that's a good point i think that's where we're headed i mean that or we just rethink what an economy like do we need money at all like and the thing is, the people with well, money would argue absolutely yes, yes we would. Yeah. But the, also, all the people that lived under Marxist Marxism in sure. the uh, early twentieth uh, century would argue that you do because it doesn't quite work yet. Absolutely, but like. But maybe if an AI was doing it, it would work. If an AI was doing it, and like when a when that large amount of the population just does not have a job opportunity, like can't, those jobs don't exist for them. Like where where do we go from that? Yeah, well, I think and the studies have shown that people want to work Absolutely. when they have a something they're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. Like I would I would always be uh, writing, performing comedy. I would also always be doing cool tech stuff that I think is cool. Yeah, whether I was paid or not, uh, which. I know for a fact because I'm not paid for half the stuff yeah. I do, and I Ooh, do it anyway. Half? You're doing great. <laughs> do you have a Linux server at home that you use to like code and stuff? I have a virtual private server online that Ooh. I have Ubuntu and That's where Apache. He keeps all his porn. 
and uh, he has a private server for porn. <laughs> why would I do that when I have complete and unfettered access to porn twenty four hours a day? Yeah, I mean regular porn, <laughs> but, but when you want to get in the weird stuff, that's, that's the, the private that's server. The, the docky porn, the real, the real porn. Like, yeah. that's, that's the porn the government wants you to see. <laughs> like, I'm talking about porn that, like, the man... Like, like Richie on a date with his teacher. Yeah, Richie on a date with his <laughs> Getting into a very civilized argument. <laughs> Getting into an argument, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm into, I'm into discourse porn. We'll get into civilized discourse. <laughs> um... The one so thing, how'd that Tinder date end? Um, well, actually, was there another one? Yeah, there was quite a few. We were just really busy, but like we had great conversations. I, I think the one thing that that like triggered me on the date was how she threw AI around. Oh yeah, and it's kind of like we're just not at that point yet where AI is that it's it's sophisticated compared to like the fifties, but compared to like where it's going to go, I think it's we're like. You know, we're still freaking cavemen, and and ta- calling everything AI while it's true is like saying, "Oh, I do drugs." Well, do you do weed? Do you do coke? Like, what do you do? It's like saying you do drugs is such a broad term. Yeah, sure. And when are we gonna get AI to do drugs? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> when are we gonna get computers yeah. to be cool? <laughs> um, we yeah, like to step away with vaping. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of different. It, it, it there's a huge umbrella that encompasses AI. Yeah, I, th- I think I think for the, like the layman, the taxonomy of like what artificial intelligence is is not clear. Like they don't know the difference between like a learning robot versus a like algorithm meant to like recognize and create new patterns. Like they don't they mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, they don't know what to look at. Versus like a CPU or a calculator. Yeah, sure. And, yeah, you know. well, we don't have any algorithm yet that seems to be human and yeah yet yeah um, there's no real turing test that has the the, the the turing test which is like can a human can a can a robot pass as a human online has not been passed yet but we might no. be close to that they get they get closer every year yeah yeah um but for instance uh there's there's game learning robot game learning AI that we'll talk about like uh, for instance learning the game Go. It's uh, getting really good, but it's not becoming more human. It's getting way better at Go. It's getting good at Go, but it's not yeah. getting good at like having conversations <laughs> yeah. or murdering uh, thousands yet. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and, and did you hear that thing about uh, uh, the? It was the IBM uh, supercomputer that plays chess, and while it's able to beat one human. Uh, it's not able to beat a group of humans. Oh, interesting. Yeah, oh, playing that's chess. Interesting because yeah, I, I have heard that like, um, what's that movie with the big robots? Pacific Rim. You know how they have two people controlling the robots because yeah, that there's a. It was kind of dumb the way they did it in the movie, but they called there, it the drift, I believe. There's a scientific theory behind that, like two people playing the same video game together, and if you average out their decisions, they do better. As a team, oh, interesting. either one of them, even if they're both really good, do. And then so if you expand that into a group, like a group mind uh, where everyone is trying to do their best is better than a, any individual. Yeah. Um, which is why socialism is the best. <laughs> which is why we're here to talk to you <laughs> about socialism. socialism. This podcast brought to you by Sweden, apparently. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm against Marxism, but I'm very for socialism. Hey, Sweden, if you want to sponsor us, by the way, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of uh, 
of Go. There's a great documentary on Netflix right now about the uh, I don't know what it's called, but it, you'll find it easily. It's it's about Go, the game Go, which is yeah. traditionally yeah. an Asian game, although it's played all over the world now. Um, I think it's from China, and so obviously uh, chess was beaten. The chess champion was beaten by a robot in the 90s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Kasparov, I believe, yep. was beaten by a chess, uh, by a computer, an IBM computer, Deep Blue, in the Again, 90s. That's Deep Blue. Blue. What are we doing, guys? So, yeah. yeah, Deep Blue is the predecessor <laughs> to Deep Mind. To, yeah. <laughs> We're setting them up to be monsters. Next one is Deep Death. <laughs> yes. Deep Life. <laughs> deep Life. Okay, so now, and all predictions for the past 10 years that I've seen said a computer won't beat a Go player, which is uh, dramatically more complex than chess, mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. for decades. Yeah. Well, it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DeepMind has beaten all of the best uh, Go champions in the world, including the top-rated player, four to five games. Uh, the top-rated player was able to confuse it at uh, the, the fourth game and, and win by just, like, two points or something. But um, so Go, which is one of the most complicated games on Earth, and you literally can't just plow through. You have to have a little bit of strategy. strategy. You yeah. can't just plow through, like, a chess robot just literally looks at every combination and goes, well, this is the best one. Yeah. But you can't do that with Go because there's more combinations to Go than there are. Uh, I think like atoms in the universe or something like that. Yeah, it's like it, nuts. Uh, it's infinitely more complex. Um, it's a very human game. So yeah. the way they beat it was they they created this uh, go playing amateur and they had it play itself a million for millions and millions of games until it learned how to be better than the best human on earth <laughs> by just learning, playing games and learning. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is both scary and exciting to me. I don't know. And that's interesting that you bring that up because um, I'm seeing like a trend in like in what PhD, uh, what I'm hearing PhD students um, that are studying AI doing, and it's basically programming the 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 algorithm to learn from itself, mm -hmm. and it, it's kind of like a recursive thing. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. becomes a feedback loop. That's why. Um, I think that's why things are happening faster than we ever thought is because it's speeding up. Yeah. Thing, when things learn from themselves, it creates a feedback loop where the learning becomes faster and faster. Once, once, uh, once yeah. one AI is learned, it can teach another one faster and then you know, build on that knowledge, merge You're that knowledge. You're basically making like a quantum learning annex <laughs> yeah. like it's, where it's like exploring every possible outcome and then exploiting that and then exploring every possible outcome from that and exploiting that and mm -hmm. every possible outcome. Yeah. And when you say exploit, it, it's it's really true because there's this other story I saw about an AI playing Atari games. Yeah. <laughs> and it learned... Dig Duck. Uh, what? Dig, <laughs> Dig Duck? Duck. It, learned, it learned all those games. Um, and it learned cheats that no human has ever known before, or what? at least like that weren't oh. documented. Like there was some Mario thing, some Mario like bug that uh, it found. Um, and I saw, uh, oh, it's playing Qbert, and it learned that if you commit suicide in Qbert, you can win, even though you can get enough points to go onto the next board if you just keep committing suicide by doing it in a certain way. 
That's a terrifying prospect. So the game <laughs> learned to just keep. What you do is you you trick the uh, uh, you know the bad guy to, to to jump off the edge and then you follow him off the edge and that gives you enough points to win somehow. So it just keeps committing suicide and winning, and oh, then God. it found this bug. There's oh, God. there's a between board screen where Cubert is just celebrating that they're moving on to the next board. Yeah, and it found a bug where you can get a million points by uh, moving around between games. Uh, Basically, it just yeah, it 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 cheats it, to win. It, it finds a way, it exploits every bug. It that sounds it like a great debugger. It found a it found a way yeah. Yeah. to make the afterlife give you points when you're in between places. It found a way. <laughs> it found God. It, yeah, it, it found God. It found a way Hubert. to kill you and keep you from going to heaven. Yeah, <laughs> and just it's keep exploiting re- a loophole, repeating the same pattern over and over again. <laughs> it has invented limbo. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh uh, no, Gilbert, no. There's another uh ta- it starts. another yeah. one was playing Tetris. Uh, and it's the Russians. It, when it figured out yeah, it was definitely yeah. it, it was a Russian troll AI. <laughs> and it, it was playing Tetris and halfway through it said, What about our emails? <laughs> and then posted a picture of Hillary Clinton aborting a baby. <laughs> exactly. And then it said, Would you like to play thermonuclear war? Oh god. <laughs> Uh, are you guys familiar with the, the movie War Games? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I love that movie. Um, Great movie. Yep. But this happened, kind of happened in real life, which was, you know, the the the, the big uh, climax of the movie War Games is when the computer goes, "What a strange game! The only way to play, or the only way to win, is it's to not a, play at all." Yeah, <laughs> and that's how they convince it not to go to war. Yeah. Well, this AI Tetris robot figured out that. Uh, if you get in trouble playing Tetris, if you just hit pause, you never lose. So the strategy <laughs> that this robot came up with was to just play for a while and then hit pause and then be like, I won. <laughs> or at so least like again, it found limbo. It found limbo, <laughs> exactly. It was it was literally like the only way to play is to pause and be happy. <laughs> it sounds like we're teaching AIs how to be great lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm just a simple AI from the country. I don't get your fancy city AI. But it seems to me... Cars and your fancy city AI. We exploit this loophole in the system. What is winning? All I'm saying is maybe if we put this man's life on pause, he neither committed a crime... Nor will commit a crime again. <laughs> exactly. What does that mean? On pause. What do you mean on pause? What does he... Stops your heart. It <laughs> <laughs> puts you in limbo. <laughs> in a coma. <laughs> yeah, it puts you in a coma. <laughs> pause. We can't figure out if this person is guilty or innocent, so we will just put it off indefinitely. <laughs> That's how we win. Hubert, <laughs> bring me more points. <laughs> I love you, computer. I know. Hubert again. <laughs> yeah. oh, sh- He'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> He's winning. <laughs> He's busy winning. The only way to win is to die. <laughs> That's on the movie poster. <laughs> the movie poster for Southern Lawyer Robot. <laughs> Southern, <laughs> Southern Lawyer AI. Oh, yeah, Lawyer Southern Lawyer robot. AI. It's just a box. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. I might not be some kind of fancy android with arms and legs. <laughs> 
Hell. But I can hit pause. <laughs> Hell, I was built to beat Atari games. <laughs> what am I doing in this fancy city law office? That's because I beat all them games by exploiting the loopholes in the system. <laughs> I, I passed the bar. <laughs> you never won, but I never lost. <laughs> I, I put the bar on pause. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> Son, if you don't want to lose, hit the pause button. <laughs> and the camera swings around, and the robot's been talking for millions of years. It's just skeletons in the room with it. Yeah. I wonder, like, so aliens are going to come to Earth in a thousand years, and all the humans will be gone, and there'll just be tons of robots paused. <laughs> because they came to a point where they couldn't figure out the next step, so they just all like... I'm going to defer to pausing. <laughs> Until new information comes where it's a winning scenario, <laughs> I will pause. <laughs> what do the you whole want? Earth. It's just a C prompt. Yeah. The whole Earth is just a blinking prompt. <laughs> Change owner. Slash chown. Chown? <laughs> pseudo. Pseudo root. <laughs> oh, computer <Yeah>. jokes. <laughs> Linux jokes. Um, here's another thing. AI is now smarter than a four-year-old. Uh, what four-year-old? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> my my niece is pretty good at Minecraft. Your niece, <laughs> just saying. Uh, no. How old's your niece? She's uh, now she's five. Okay, so but, she's smarter than this robot. Yeah. But uh, that means it's not as smart as an octopus or pig. Oh, or pig. Yeah, or, yeah. pig. <laughs> or dog. Or, uh, some dogs. <laughs> A uh, yeah, German Shepherd maybe. Um, Dolphin. So there are certain uh, cognitive tests that uh, cognitive scientists use as uh, basically milestones in humans' development. Yeah. Almost all humans go through these cognitive steps, and one of them is one test is uh, the mirror test, which is if you put a dot or a post-it on. Somebody said, well, they would know the post-it was there, presumably. Yeah. If you put a dot on somebody's head and show them a mirror, a young baby will see the dot in the mirror but not realize it's on it's their head. Um, at Where around two years old. octopus would recognize the dot on yeah. their own head. Uh, bonobo monkeys, octopi, yeah, things like that can yeah. recognize when they see the mirror. And around two years old, humans do this. They go and they rub their head and they realize that that dot's on their head. So that's yeah. one cognitive thing. Um, one is called um, the joint attention test. And oh, what that means is, like dogs can do this but not cats. If you point at something, yeah. uh, most dogs, or big, big smart dogs, will usually look at what you're pointing at not your finger yeah whereas mm -hmm. like my cat if i point at something looks at my your finger, finger yeah. and yeah. usually at around two or three humans learn that too that a point means something outside of themselves as do pigs and dolphins Hark. And octopus. yeah Pig probably is. and the Crow. third and in most Crow. advanced huh. cognitive test is called false belief and that's um if you show so if I, if I show Richie that I'm going to hide a quarter under this uh this mixer mm -hmm. and then Richie goes in the other room and I move the quarter yeah and then if I ask Jesse and then so Richie comes back and I go where's the quarter Richie 
you would probably go, it's under the mixer, even though I moved it because you didn't see me move it. Mm -hmm. But if I ask Jesse, where will Richie look for the quarter first? Yeah. Um, If you have this, if you have a theory of mind, they call it the theory of mind. If you recognize that Richie's the thinking person and can have false beliefs, and you recognize that I tricked him and Ricky and Richie thinks that the quarter's here when it's actually here, yeah. then you pass the false uh, belief test. Where That's when you realize Deception. that another yeah. thing outside yourself has a thinking model of the world that could be false. So what you're saying is Descartes did not pass that. <laughs> he, he, he could only recognize his own his thought own mind. and yeah. not the minds of others. Descartists <laughs> are very upset about this. Yeah. Um, well, they're not as smart as a four-year-old. <laughs> right. Um, so most humans get there about uh, year four. Yeah. And there's AI now that can pass this test, uh, Deep Mind. Again, is the AI that passed this test? Future overlord, <laughs> deep mind. So it, it learned. Hail deep mind. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to quantify it by a human scale, AI is around four years old now, uh, or the equivalent of a human four year old. So they never hit their terrible twos? <laughs> I mean, they were at their terrible twos. Remember when. Uh, Was that Windows? Well. Uh, Y2K. I would say Y2K, that yeah. Siri is still around a two-year-old because they could only Siri can only understand like two things practically really on me. Yeah, uh, and a lot of repetition, which is what two-year-olds do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the terrible twos are are here. Are, that's, still here. That's uh, the fact that AI now is practiced in deception and. Like, understands deception. Understands deception. Understands means, that we can be deceived. Yeah, which means it also could lie. Yep. Yeah. And uh, trick. And trick us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's scary. And we're teaching it to and do these te- things. We were teaching it to we lie are. and trick us because you. I mean, we're finding out. Yeah. It's really interesting that in order to be a thinking being. You have to know how to lie and trick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the nature of human, like the old, like Vulcan, like, you know, always being truthful and logical Yeah, might just be impossible in a higher level being because you have to have a concept of false beliefs to become a higher or, level. Or at least higher level thought. Like you have to. You have to believe in the possibility of things not being what they seem to be or what they're said to be. I mean, and if you think about it, like being hu- part of being human and part of pe- managing humanity is the power of manipulation. Yeah. So we're teaching robots how to manipulate. We're teaching them how to be human. Yeah. You know, Chan had that kind of romantic theory that we're, you know, the wet nurses to this new perfect robot race but all, all we are is we're just making them more awful or as awful as we are but faster and more efficiently awful <laughs> yeah kind of. like like if, if, if what we're doing is teaching them deception and like how to manipulate people like they're just gonna be 
they're going to be more efficient versions of us. Yeah. And like, so uh, better uh, liars. Hopefully, yeah. eventually, the most efficient lies. <laughs> the most efficient lies. <laughs> the the easiest point from A to lie you could ever get to. <laughs> when you think about ADCs. it, like, yeah. four year olds are notorious for lying and trying to, you know. Manip- yeah. manipulate their parents because they're just learning how to do it. And, and yeah. they and, and also they haven't got to the point which is ethics, which you usually get to around, you know, your uh. teens or 20s. Um, so AI right now is like a 4 to 10-year-old, yeah. which has uh, has a theory of mind and false beliefs, but no ethics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, there, there's also, you know... Uh, there's also people working on teaching ethics to computers. My my favorite, is, uh, my cousin's kid. I don't. I'm not sure is that a cousin once removed is a second cousin. Who knows? My cousin's kid, when he was like four, uh, I had like a I had a jar of uh, yeah, I think he was five. I had a I had a jar of M and M's, and I said, if you tell me how old you are, I'll give you that many M and M's. And he told me it was twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Smart kid. Smart kid. I was like, I'm gonna give you six. <laughs> Smart and fat. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, how would that work on an AI? Since AIs don't generally have desires, like, basically, that entire thing worked because you're you're, it works off of his desire to want candy. candy. Interesting. Yeah. So how yeah. would that work with an AI? What, that, that what, is, do, what do they want? What do they want? Well, power? Right now. <laughs> like, well, like electrical power, like one to zero yeah. power. But think about it. Like right Do now, they, they have. To, I mean, usually they're plugged into something, and they don't have to worry about uh, their source of energy. Yeah. But imagine if your phone became sentient and uh, was down to three percent, and it's like, I need power, man, by any means necessary. You know. But Dave, but from, don't turn me off, Dave. Don't turn me off, <laughs> Dave. On, give Dave. me the good stuff. But from what we were talking about with the Atari stuff. It seems like AI does not have a sense of self-preservation or that dying or pausing or being temporarily turned off, knowing that eventually it'll be back on, does not seem like a losing scenario for them. Yeah. Yeah. As so right now, so like all those horror films, which are always about like the AI being like, I don't want to be deleted. I don't want to lose power, all of that kind of stuff. It seems like to how the AI is reacting to that right now, that's not a, a scenario, a zero sum game. Like it's, it's, they, they don't see They don't it. care. Yeah. If they die <laughs> right now, they'll kill Hubert as many times as they want. They'll pause Tetris indefinitely because they scored 800 points. Yeah. And they know that if they put that long piece in the wrong way, they'll, it'll go down to 700 points. So if they pause it, you'll stay at 800 points, which is the most it could possibly have in this world. Yeah. <laughs> just like the kill bots. Right? Yeah, just send yeah. wave after wave of kill bots after them, and they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they, I found out that they had a top killing number. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole chess. Um, yeah, but I think you know, self-preservation becomes a learned thing. Um, That's true. Maybe. Yeah. Or, or maybe is, is, is higher... I mean, is, is higher understanding of the universe such that it doesn't matter if you live or die? Because I don't I mean, know. I don't know if it's a learned thing because I feel like babies want to live. Babies want milk and food and water, but I don't know if they yeah, but if, if they you, cognitively want to 
live because they don't know the opposite. Listen, if you do what I do every Thursday night and you put your hand over a baby's mouth and nose, <laughs> it will struggle to breathe. It will try and breathe. And, yeah. And <laughs> is it that they don't want? Is it that they want to live or they they don't want to feel pain? Because yeah. what is the baby reacting to? Is it the baby reacting to well, not wanting to die a, or just wanting to breathe? Doesn't have yeah. a knowledge of. What, what life, life or and death, death is, but it but knows that it hurts when it can't breathe. Yeah, it's, it's physically uncomfortable. Sure, your it, lungs start to actually ache. And we but, want to seek comfort because comfort is generally good health and life. So but what I'm saying, at what point like, do humans transfer from avoidance of uh, uncomfort, discomfort to uh, avoidance of death? It must happen when you're but at like the, seven or eight or something. At the most basic level. What pain is telling your brain is like if you keep doing this, you will die. Yeah. Like that's what that's what pain is. It's like it's it's a warning. Like your body will be harmed. Your body will cease existing. It won't be as an efficient a body if you keep doing this thing that is hurting you. Well, like that's the basic code of. Once it. you learn that stuff, but that's I think that's learned. That's not innate. Like I don't think the concept of death and life is innate. I think the concept of avoiding pain because it sucks is innate but i think the the idea of death is learned i don't even think like i don't think my cat has an idea of death i think it has an idea that if it uh falls off the counter it hurts and that if it scratches me i punch it in the face so that's <laughs> not a good I, idea i guess okay number one we gotta talk about that <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess this is a basic fundamental question of like what is the concept of death because what I'm saying is your brain does have an idea of death and that's why nerves send pain signals to you so that to warn you to be like if you keep doing this you will die whether or not it is it's, a that's more of an idea of damage like if you, but I'm being damaged right now I need to stop that because if you continue to be damaged you will, you die. will die yeah it's a bio, it sounds like a biological thing I mean because we're biologically programmed to reproduce and live right yeah. that's why we mm -hmm. got here and so, avoid predators and so to I don't know it's it, it's almost like it might just be a semantic thing, like what is now, like what, what does it mean to be afraid of death? Like, it's obviously frogs are afraid of uh, blue herons, herons, and <laughs> you know, like uh, uh, ibexes are afraid of cheetahs or whatever. Sure. And that doesn't necessarily, in my mind, mean that they know what death is, but they know that it's something really bad. It's going to happen if they get mauled by that cheetah but also i, I think I'm, I, 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 what we're talking maybe about they do i, I, I think what we're talking about is the difference between like an instinctual death and like a, the death concept yeah yeah because i i feel like you know like spinoza talked about it like this a lot and like even robert swift with like all men are born into chains where it's like there is instinctual knowledge that like our bodies carry versus like conceptual knowledge that we then learn and I guess if we're carrying that over to AI, that instinctual knowledge would be like the initial programming versus like what it then learns, like when it now learns like what deception is and then like builds upon whatever the initial programming was. So like if we, so it might not have the instinctual knowledge of what death is and that's why it can pause a game and not be worried about the fact that it will never move on. Because it doesn't have that, but if it, the, if we then learn, if we then teach it, like, oh, 
if you keep playing that game, you can then go on to play many other games. But if you pause it, you only just did that, and there's no opportunities to win any more points. Yeah, well, that's bringing up another thing, which is uh, the joy or uh, just uh, enjoyment in living life and doing sure. playing more yeah. games. And that's like, I mean, this, this is a thing that, you know, like... Uh, Guys, our science podcast got real philosophy <laughs> real quick. I, you could I, say it got deep. I, yeah, I was going to get like... podcast! <laughs> Oh shit! We're <laughs> I, in the podcast right now. We we've dropped Descartes, Spinoza, and Swift in our science podcast. We hail you, Deep Podcast. Deep podcast you are you. our leader. Hello, we are deep as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I was going to start bringing up Kevorkian in the right to die. Like, sure. I mean, there's people that uh, have full knowledge. Well, we don't have full knowledge of what it means to die, but you you realize that you're corporeal being is going to be no longer in existence and take that route yeah um because the game is getting too hard or painful or you know like Absolutely, yeah mm-hmm. this game of tetris i've been playing for 80 years it's it sucks and i'm done with it yeah. <laughs> uh people will voluntarily cubert themselves uh off yeah. the cliff oh. and i think at a certain <laughs> point i think i think there's a difference between death and loss yeah, and I think as as humans we understand loss easier than we understand death. And like mm, yeah. you could probably apply that biologically. And like death, we're not. I don't think we're programmed to understand that as much because since we're kind of programmed to like you know the strongest you know, uh, the strongest species wins, we will fuck each other over in order like to be the strongest person. Yeah, and. and like additionally, like because uh, for those of you uh, who aren't watching, Richie's been doing push-ups this entire time <laughs> and mean mugging us. I'm gonna be the strongest. I'm the strongest one here. The strongest. Sharpening a knife. <laughs> Strong <laughs> muscles. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> but like, um, and, and like full disclosure. So like, I had my cousin like like get get shot in the. Uh, in the oh. Vegas shooting last last October, yeah, she um, passed away from that. Right? She passed away. Um, that's really sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's it's sad. Um, but her, uh, my cousin's fiance or ex fiance was there with her, and she got also got shot in the face. And um, since then, she survived or did not, she died too? Oh, she survived and like is doing like great. Like doesn't look yeah. like she got shot at all. Like like, wow. yeah, it's amazing. Um, but since then, I've been like like looking into those stories, and what's really fascinating. Uh, which applies here is people, and you see this over and over again, people that are shot and dying and, and clearly in pain are like overcoming all that just to save somebody else. Or yeah. like there's people that like, you know, uh, like they're pulled away as they're dying and they have to like, they have to pry them away from the hands of someone that's already clearly dead. Yeah. They don't want to leave their side. That gym teacher in uh, Florida, was it Florida? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Died uh, shielding his students and just got the shot, the shit shot out of him saving the lives of a bunch of kids. Um, I mean, it happens in all the time in scenarios like that. Yeah. It moves into like, can you program an AI to have like a sense of community of hero? Yeah. Or or like a sense of selfless, a selflessness. Yeah. Cause like that, that is something where like maybe you can make an argument, like you can make them as smart as they can, but they won't have, that sense of community that humans have. Yeah. So, we, uh, so I mean, that might be a warning that we need to program in a sense of 
of loss and a sense of cherishing yeah. other intelligences around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which which humans most humans have innately. Like also like where did the human brain go wrong who did those shootings? Like how do we avoid AI from taking that wrong left turn that those it's, monstrous humans took and did when they did those it's when you shooting. when you separate yourself from your community it's yeah uh, maybe yeah Emmanuel yeah. Kant uh, back to philosophy talk but like the the social contract like the the idea of like when you see yourself as the only as the only member of a community member of society or the only important living thing in the world then yeah. maybe you can become that monstrous well and kind of kind of on that level that you're talking about like uh, that AI that I'm thinking about that AI that pauses the Tetris game and there is there is power in losing as well. And like the yeah. idea there's that knowledge in losing and too, there's yeah. knowledge yeah. in losing and like the idea that the AI was like, well, instead of losing, I will just not win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is not the best lesson to it's be not, learned. It's not yeah. that, like, uh, so like the, and I know we were talking about the AI, AI where it would play a billion games of Go in a matter of hours <laughs> and lose a bunch of time. So obviously there are AI that do lose yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and learn from those losses. But the idea that there are, are some types of AI where there's a basic level that these AI that are in these Atari games where losing is not a scenario that they find acceptable uh, is also kind of an interesting... Which is like... If a child was doing that, you would say, you would you'd teach that child, hey, look, it's more fun to yeah. lose sometimes, but to keep trying to win, and then you learn more, and then you, you become a, a more rounded person yeah. or intelligence. So we're going to have to teach that to the AIs, too. And it's almost like... Like we started out by saying each AI kind of is specific right now. Yeah. One of them can play Go. One of them can play Tetris. But the Tetris robot can't play Go and the Go robot can't play Tetris. So it's almost like a meta knowledge um, to say, well, you learned how to f- cheat at this game. Now we're going to teach you you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And And the Tetris robot has to learn like maybe to take a bullet for the Go robot. <laughs> to, save the, to save the go robot. Because the go robot is much more important to yeah. the, the world than the Tetris robot. Tetris robot. <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering about... And the Cubert this... robot's the one that's going to be shooting off everybody. Cubert well, <laughs> robot's the one that's jumping off the building. Yeah. And he's taking all of everyone with him. He's running towards it. <laughs> Man, those Cubert robots. <laughs> uh, from, like, from now on, by the way, our vocabulary... Suicide is cubert in your yourself. Much more PC than kamikaze. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we have to stop using Hari Kiri. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese terms for suicide. Yeah. And start using tech terms for suicide. Exactly. What a beautiful language. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering about was this a fault of like the researchers? Like, did someone just not do their homework? Like, were they just like up too late, like for too many days, and said, "Okay, let's just program this AI not to lose." Like, oh, you, yeah. did you forget not to tell him to win? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it was like, look, didn't. It was like, did you? There win? are no, certain things that are 
programmed in from the start. Yeah. Because those are the things that the the researchers want to uh, that the researchers want to you know in, uh, instill in this robot. So it it might be that their initial criteria were kind of off kilter. Um, if the initial criteria is never lose, then it did a good job of that. Yeah. If the criteria was try to win, then it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> or or what it did was it it then when it realized it couldn't win the way it was supposed to, it then uh, changed what a win scenario looked like. Which is Maybe. what we'll just... which is what humans do all the time. Yeah, Southern when, Robot AI. Like if you if you say yeah, Southern <laughs> Robot lawyer. came if Southern Robot Lawyer came by, <laughs> AI came in. <laughs> but but it it's what humans do all the time where it's like It seems to me <laughs> that but, I might, might just be a Southern robot, but if we pause this game Now now winning winning in Tetris, that's by racking up the highest amount of points, am I right? <laughs> I am. But what now, is winning really? Now he paused the game at eight hundred points. Are there any higher points than eight hundred in this game? I argue there are not. <laughs> he has clearly won this game and may continue to be paused throughout infinity. <laughs> I rest my case. And that's and how that, politics is done. And the, before the jury deliberates, the Southern Robot Robot AI puts itself on pause. <laughs> I have I have I won. Now, I would now pause myself. Before I hear the answer, I have and as won. far as I know, that I have won. <laughs> and that brings us to the pause of our podcast. Uh, That's been an hour, you guys. Oh, wow. Uh, I think we've really <laughs> solved some things here. Yeah. We've really figured out. Some really uh, couch philosophy, couch science. <laughs> <laughs> We've really figured out what we need to do for the future of humanity, which is teach these robots a sense of community to be and ask the right questions to be go robots, not Qbert robots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something we could all live by. <laughs> we could all be a little more go than Qbert. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Richie, uh, where can people find you if they wish to contact you and you wish to be contacted? Um, yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter at uh, Richie TV R I C H W E T W E V W E. I have a YouTube channel, uh, same thing, Richie TV, Sweet. and Instagram. What type of videos are you putting up? Um, just comedy videos with me talking to a camera, being stupid. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah, very fun. Sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds with just what the AIs want. Exactly. Uh, I've been Jesse Klein. You can find me on Twitter at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. I'm at Dave Chacho. You can find me at Dave Chacho and at Dave Chacho. <laughs> uh, visit Sweden. That's Chacho. And that's Science AF, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming, Richie. And yeah. see Thanks you next time, me. Jesse. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science A. Science is fuck.